Welcome to the On-Premise IT Podcast, the only show that dares to go both on topic or sometimes on location or on-premises. Well, today we're not on-premises, but we're still doing a podcast. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of IT experts to discuss a single idea or premise. In today's episode, sponsored by NetApp, we'll be discussing the journey to the cloud and specifically the evolution of the cloud from hybrid to multi-cloud. Before we get started, though, let's meet who's on the panel today. Hello, my name is Arjan Tummerman. I'm an IT analyst with GigaOM and Tag Unplugged, as well as an IT slash cloud architect um, here in the Netherlands. Uh, hello, I'm, uh, my name is Vung Pham. I'm a senior solutions architect. I'm very much customer facing and uh, out and about doing things, as you can see by my by my environment. And we deal with uh, a lot of these challenges that we're going to be discussing today. What is your destination? What is your start point? And what are your challenges? I'm Phoebe Go. I am a principal technical evangelist at NetApp, um, and I am really excited to be here today to talk about this journey. It's it's. Um, Yes, you do have to put things in quotes these days because what is the cloud anyway? We're, we're all having this discussion every single day and I, I really love it. So glad to be here. And I'm Stephen Foskett, organizer of Cloud Field Day and publisher of Gestalt IT. And we've been talking about this topic for a long time. I mean, the, the thing is um, all of us have had this conversation in many different ways, in many different forms and to many different levels over the years. Essentially, as you, as you said, Phoebe, um, what is the cloud even? Um, at first, it was kind of this scary foreign concept. Then it was sort of uh, embraced and extended by all sorts of companies, you know, both on the, on the implementer side as well as the vendor side to try to encompass whatever it is. Uh, then there was this sort of fear of, of, of oh, we're, we're left out of the cloud or, you know, what is this Kubernetes thing? And, and I think that a lot of people find themselves now being a lot more practical about the cloud, and I love that. It's it's basically, you know, nobody's going to tell me what it is. It's We have to talk about what it does and what it's useful for and what it's valuable for and how we can get that value. And to me, nothing signifies that more than this term hybrid cloud. Because originally, hybrid cloud meant essentially um, a cloud made up of different kinds of, different flavors of cloud. Then it basically became... Uh, just a euphemism for extending the data center into the cloud. And now I think people are kind of moving away from the term hybrid cloud because they're realizing that, you know, you really do have to be somewhat cloud native, but you don't have to be a purist. And we can have this sort of evolved cloud, this sort of cloud that works for the enterprise. And, and, and I know that this was one of the topics at uh, NetApp Insight. They talked about the evolved cloud and the evolution of the cloud. What do they exactly mean by this? And is it hybrid? Is it multi-cloud? Is it cloud? I mean, what is, what is the evolved cloud? <laughs> well, so for us, the evolved cloud, um, it, it isn't a thing. It's a way of thinking about your environments as being an evolved cloud. What do you need to do to get over some of those challenges that involve, you know, when you are thinking about what is the next generation of your IT infrastructure, your enterprise, you know, infrastructure going to look like. And so for us, you know, the evolved cloud is still going to involve some data centers. It's still going to involve on-premises. It's still going to involve, um, you know, how we automate that and, and migrate things to public cloud and to, you know, other 
cloud constructs. We're hearing a lot more about, um, you know, sovereign cloud and industry clouds as well. And so the evolved cloud is really our way of discussing where we are seeing the, the industry headed, where we're seeing customers headed, um, and how we best support them getting there. Because I think that's, yeah, like you said, Stephen, it's, we've gone beyond defining these things and we're now saying, how do we actually get there and make the most of it and make it actually frictionless for companies who, who have decided, yep, yeah, we, we do need one or more clouds uh, and some data center and some on-premises colo or whatever it looks like. I, I agree with, there's a definite evolutionary impact. You know, we're not in cloud 1.0 and this is not my first cloud pressure price block model. We've, we have some definite mature and born in cloud solutions that require management at, the, at many different layers. And a lot more resiliency, that's why the multi-cloud I think is, is part of a fundamental success. There's no way one you want to put all your eggs in one basket with a single cloud and a single availability zone. But how does that happen without having solid management technologies to do your data where you want to do your data? Your application may be frictionless and, and can live anywhere, but your data, it's so, uh, you know, there's a gravitas, there's a gravity to that. And, and you know, I think NetApp's approach to management of that data is going to be very crucial to your success. Because uh, applications, as you know, can be stood up anywhere, but that data, your customer data, that, and then that's how, what makes you as an organization, as a business, unique. We're also seeing, and I'm glad you brought that up, Wong, because I think data gravity is something that, you know, we've, we've spoken about in the industry for a really long time. I'm sure I talked about it with you, Stephen, years ago, um, and how it is one of those big challenges in migrating to the cloud. And now with, you know, the increase in ransomware, with security challenges, with, you know, people losing sight of where and what that data is and who has access to it, we're actually seeing and, and you know, we're implementing more data services. So not only are you addressing the data migration challenge, which is a big one, but also the data governance and the compliance and privacy questions. So, you know, what is the data? That's That to me is, is you know, just as exciting. Yeah, for me, it's even a step back. So why are we doing this? We are using all of this because we want to help companies accomplish what they made of, what they're what they're there for, and to help them accomplish that, they companies start all over again. But uh, a lot of companies are have a backpack on their backs, and um, so it's not that they're going to send all the data into the cloud or they're going to keep all the data in 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 their own data centers. But utilizing all the data is what is really important for them and, and getting that all together, um, making sure that they um, can leverage um, it from all perspectives, uh, be it multi-cloud, be it hybrid cloud, whatever you want to call it. That's what it's really there for. So that's really what's important for me as well. So, I mean, you, you, can, you can rebuild an application. Those are generic, but your data, that's so unique. That's your book of business. That's where things grow and, and grow. And, and, you know, we have customers as the IT people, but the, 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 the people who use the IT for customers, they have to consider that. And, uh, you know, you, you say it sounds funny, but no, it's not really funny. It's very crucial to delivering customer satisfaction. You, you, every time you pick up a phone, every time you make a call with somebody, do you want to re-explain your situation to them? I don't think so. They want to know there's a, there's a relationship there over time and you're there to help them along that next step. 
Yeah, we're also seeing like that there's companies to your point where they're building applications, the applications are changing, but the data set, I mean, maybe it's not exactly the same data set, but they're trying to get different insights. And so they want to do that in different places. So where you may have just taken backups and moved them off site somewhere, they're now saying, hang on, this is our history. This is, you know, three or five or seven years of our customer data we want to start mining it for some useful information, trends and that kind of thing. And so, you know, where do people look to do that? Well, they, they start to use, you know, some of those cloud services. And that means, okay, okay, first move your data there, but also get the right insight out of it. And different applications are appearing that I think we probably hadn't thought about when we first, you know, designed our data centers and where we were hosting our data, but definitely now, um, yeah, I'm really excited about, you know, the new AI models, for example, and I would not have thought of that three years ago. I'm not that smart. So, I would have, you know, now that I get, how do I, how do I get my data there, start using it, start, you know, modeling against it. I think that's definitely something we're seeing and yeah, it's exciting. I see customers, you know, customers are, are customers, but every customer is unique and there's a pattern and that data is going to reveal itself to the, to the, to the industry, and they're going to say, "Oh, well, we can reapply, re reapply our uh, campaigns to, uh, if, and, you know, service X Y Z customer because they're now in a different geo, but there's the same, you know, they're the same filter type people, same filter type services. So that's that's important. And you know, like I said, management, like Stephen said in the very beginning, multi-cloud things are born in the cloud, things are there now. They're more mature." They have a lot more different demands to set up an application because of that demand, that higher level demand. We need to make sure everything those efforts. Uh, there's no way we can say that, oh, it's just it's just there and it's done. No, we have we have lots of iterations and lots of investment in that. And the realm of DevOps is, is maturing and making things a lot more uh, powerful, but there's a lot more prerequisites to make it work. So let me get back to one of the things that, that Phoebe said as well. I think that was um that was really interesting. It was about um, arguing about the terms and the definitions. And and I think that that's one of the things that we fall into sometimes here in tech. And, and it's one of the things that we fall into sometimes on the on-premise podcast as well, because, um, you know, we, we, we're nerds who care about definitions and we care about specifics and so on. And so when we hear words like hybrid cloud, for example, when we hear words like multi-cloud, I think in some time, I think sometimes we we want to fight about the definition instead of focusing on what you know Voong's customers are probably interested in because they don't really care about terms, they care about outcomes, right? And so I think that what's going to happen for a lot of these things is that we may spend a lot of time really fussing and, and fighting over is this hybrid cloud, is this multi-cloud, when truly it's it's whatever it is, but it's the next generation thing. And, and for me, that was the thing that I got out of the uh, Insight keynotes was that it's not about saying, you know, let's invent a new term. Let's, let's call it the ultra cloud, you know? It's about saying, okay, it's the cloud because it's the cloud, but this is the next generation. This is the evolution. This is where it's going. And, and I like that because, because truly at the end of the day, what the customer wants is they want an a, appropriate place to run their applications. They want something that works. And, and for me, one of the big aspects here, especially with NetApp is that, as you mentioned with data gravity and data sovereignty, 
there's a very, very, very big concern about location of data and sharing of data from location to location, integrating the conventional IT data, the traditional data center with the cloud and making sure that data is where it needs to be, but that it's also protected and managed and, and everything, everything works in those places. And so for me, that, that seems to be where NetApp is saying that the, uh, the cloud is going, that the evolution of the cloud is going, right? That it's an integration of, of data center and public cloud. Yeah, and, and something that you said, Stephen, there was that, you know, we like to fight about the terms. And I think, being a technologist, I like to fight about the terms because there's different ways that I manage you know, I think about managing my hybrid cloud or my on-premises cloud versus my public cloud. Like I'm like, oh, I'm going to use, you know, vCenter for my on-premises cloud and I'm not using that to manage all of my cloud resources. Therefore, it's a different thing. And that, like you said, doesn't matter to the customers except when it's it creates that sense of complexity. Oh, hybrid cloud and multi-cloud are more complex than, you know, running an on-premises private cloud. And I think that's where, you know, NetApp's really trying to push that. Let's stop fighting about these little things and let's focus on what is it that, that you need. And, you know, you mentioned insight and we talked about your four S's. Let's make it simple and give it a list and talk about, you know, what do we care about? Simplicity, sustainability, you know, the, the way that we're running these things and what we're trying to achieve as opposed to like every individual function and tool under the covers. I think that's... Um, I feel like that's leaning more into, you know, what customers are, are talking about. And, and as a vendor, it's really nice to hear that. Like as somebody who works at a vendor, it's like saying, hey, you know, our customers want to say, want to see that we are making their lives easier instead of giving them more things, you know, more knobs and bells and whistles to, you know, mess with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the outcomes. What do you want to do? What does your business need to do? Can you service your customers? You know, what tools are you enabling them to do? I mean, I don't want every tool under the sky. I just want the right tool to do the right job. And then I don't want to repeat myself and learn a new school set for another locality uh, because having that simplicity, and I wrote about this on, 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 the, uh, on the IT premise uh, podcast of Giselle.T and how NetApp at Insight brought together some powerful tools from their, from their, the, their experience of over 30 years. It's like, hey, Let's let's think about how we want to approach this, and let's use some of our experience and and simplify that uh, outcome-based focus for our customers. Yeah, and unification of that, like you said, across different platforms like cloud platforms. Uh, whether you start thinking about doing things cloud native, or you still got client-server architectures, like we should unify the approach to that, um, which I think is you know Net NetApp launched Blue XP at Insight specifically to address that that challenge and there's and there's a huge challenge here when you're talking about all these clouds Stephen, and that's like the economics you know multi-cloud hybrid cloud and super cloud. you know there's a bill that's going to be come due and if you're not on top of it ahead of time you'll be very surprised your it budget for the year has been blown away in one month you know you don't want that situation and again i've seen it Aryan, i'd like to call on you here to bring in a perspective because um, the, Europe has been leading uh, the world in terms of issues of data sovereignty. And, um, and, and, and I know that that has a huge impact on um, data, data architectures and cloud considerations. 
Um, you know, how, how, how does it look from, from, from where you're standing in terms of bringing data or building any kind of a, a true multi-cloud or hybrid cloud? It, it really depends on how you, which customer that you're talking to. Um, what we're seeing here in, 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 in Europe, I, I think, is that a lot of the customers are hooking into one cloud. So let's say uh, a customer here, especially uh, Microsoft Azure is one of the, of the ones that really gets a lot of attention. So a lot of the customers will say, okay, we, we focus on, um, on Azure. And I think it's, it's all what, you all what the three of you already said. A, a lot of us are then thinking about, okay, but what does that mean? Where we think, are you utilizing the, the cloud um, like it should be? Um, where if you look a few steps further, um, a lot of the uh, companies are also saying that they're going for SaaS first and then PaaS after and EaaS after that. Um, and they're already using a lot of other clouds as well. So they're utilizing Amazon, they're utilizing Google, but for them, um, it's it, it's all blanked out. It's, it's just using the cloud. Um, they hooked into um, Azure and, and, and that's what they use. They have their own premises data centers. Um, <laughs> VMware is big there, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you're seeing that they're building something and utilizing the best of all worlds instead of um, going for for one thing and 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 doing it that way i think it's important to see that as as technologists as well um, it isn't um, that we have to bring them the multi-cloud or whatever we want to call it it's that we help them utilize whatever is needed within the environment because data is very big but very small as well um, it is not one thing it is whatever is needed uh, to bring the customer further i think you may you make a great point as well about you know customers might choose their primary cloud vendor and then realize hey we need workloads in other places and what Wung said earlier which is the cost element it's it's how do I then, I mean, one of the reasons we like having a primary provider of any kind, like a primary health provider, a primary, you know, school provider is so that we have one place for most of our concerns and questions and where to look. And then also what that helps us do is, is you know, ideally it's manage our cost, right? Like where we are getting these services from. And I think, like you said, when we do want to get the best out of it, we want to get the best outcomes. And that might mean going to a specialist or a different provider, that's where we, we start to look at, okay, how do we do this holistically as a cloud or hybrid cloud, whatever you want to call it, a hybrid cloud or multi-cloud, how do we do this as our cloud infrastructure rather than treating these as, as silos of, of even licenses and, and cost models? And that's definitely something um, I think we could, as an industry, do better too. Oh, I mean, don't don't sit on your laurels and wait because... Things are always changing, especially when it comes to the cloud. Um, you know, new new models, the accidental you know storage, you know, protocol of S three, how that grew. Who knew that'd be so strong and prevalent today? But it's it's a real thing, 
And so we always need to be paying attention to how we are spending our resources and if we're ever getting the right outcomes. To be able to pivot and to go multi-cloud and to change direction based on an offering, a service that's available here or better elsewhere, we have to be able to to, to uh, pivot and adjust. And that's what I advocate for the customers is make sure you, you have the right strategy in place and make sure you're always looking at it and having a partner like NetApp saying, oh, yeah, we got that covered. Look, we can do it this way. We can do it that way. And you can see the potential outcomes of, of your decisions. A cost thing is re not really a cost thing if it if it in the end gives you money, right? Yeah. <laughs> we 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 can think about okay, you know, it costs money. Yeah, sure. If it costs you three million and it it brings you a uh, hundred billion, is that really a problem? No, I want some of that. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, if you use data right, you can make money probably. So one of the things too that occurs to me is that in, in the modern world of cloud, when people talk cloud, it's not that, well, I mean, sometimes I guess they're arguing over definitions, but sometimes um, what, they're, what they're saying nowadays is, is multiple clouds. You know, let's not, let's not get too hung up on multi-cloud and what is multi-cloud, what is an overlay, what's a super cloud, that kind of thing. Let's, let's talk instead. Um, when, when businesses are looking at the cloud, they're not saying I'm looking at Amazon Web Services exclusively, or even I'm looking at Azure exclusively, even though, of course, you know, different clouds have different capabilities and different value propositions and so on. Increasingly, what I'm seeing is sort of this horses for courses mindset where, where businesses are saying, we're going to put our data wherever it makes sense, whether that's the data center, whether it's a sort of a customized private cloud, whether it's Azure or AWS or Google. And that's another challenge for some ways of doing <laughs> cloud smart, because in a lot of cases, uh, products only support one of those or two of those, right? I mean, in, in many cases, there are sort of cloud native products that only work in the public cloud. There are sort of open source products that, uh, that rely completely on Kubernetes. There are enterprise products that are born in the data center, and maybe they support this one or that one. That's another big challenge, I think, when you're trying to sort of evolve into this true multi-cloud space, because suddenly, um, well, it's not like you can push back on that, right? I mean, if you're the, 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 the person responsible for data protection or disaster recovery or something, you're not going to be able to come out there and say, look, you can't use Google Cloud because I said so. They're going to use it if they use it, right? So you have to make sure that whatever you're doing is going to be supportive across all these things in a consistent manner, because otherwise you're just going to end up missing some of your data, right? Is that is that reasonable these days? Yeah, it's it's yeah, absolutely. I can I could not imagine a backup admin being able to dictate which cloud provider. <laughs> Sorry, backup admins, I know your pain, <laughs> but it it is exactly that. It's saying we have a company policy. Right. For maybe it's to protect our data a certain way or with a particular number of backups or for duration of time. And I want to be able to do that across, I mean, wherever the data is, that that shouldn't matter. It's a policy. And so being able to, I mean, we're talking about just the data protection use case here, but being able to do that across different cloud providers is definitely something that, um, you know, it's, it's one of the great things about Blue XP and about NetApp is that if you're running um, NetApp, you're using this, you can apply the same policies in any cloud provider. And that's really nice for, I mean, for a backup admin, but for an organization to know that I can have that same level of 
you know, consistent policy across my my data sets and securing the access to those, you know, to those backups as well. And I think that's, it's thinking about it as a unified approach to your cloud. It's a unified approach to your data protection as well. Um, we should definitely start to, I think, I think think like that, adopt those, that sort of way of thinking. So you don't go, oh, I can't do that because that's in Amazon or that's in Microsoft's cloud. I think you're hitting something important there. It's it's having a strategic partner that understands that there is more than one ways to do things, and you need to be able to have this, the same type of uh, consistent control across multiple platforms, either on premises or in any super cloud or hyperscaler you choose. Those are those are key. Is is some people are very centric to their uh, opinionated cloud, and 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 you can be you know, shoehorned into that solution. And then, then what do you do? You've lost the true ability of agility to deliver. Uh, you, yeah. You, so something very careful to, to weigh in on. And yeah. And something else I see um, companies, I wouldn't call it a mistake, but it's something that we bring over from our past and it's treating every workload as though it's the same and treating your data as though it's the same when on different cloud providers and on for different applications and for different workloads, we need to think about it different. And yes, it makes things more complex, right? Like from an app level, it makes things more complex from a, what services and where do I put it? It makes things more complex. And, and it's kind of to counter that complexity is where we, we find tools like blue XP to, to reduce that complexity. It's not eliminating it, right? Like, I, I think this is what we see people saying, oh, I want to get rid of all that. You, you can't. The way to get rid of that complexity is like put it on a hard drive, attach it to a system in your data center. That's how you reduce complexity in, in completely. And we're not going to do that because we want all this other stuff that the cloud brings, the flexibility and the agility and being able to deliver these, you know, better business outcomes. So, okay, we have to deal with complexity. How do we do that? Let's find the right services, the right partners, like you said, wrong, to um, to support us and make that easier, so we can just get a you know get the job done. Well, that's that's my that's my mantra for the past nine months is outcomes. I don't care what what fancy thing you're bringing in front of me. Is it going to get me to where I need to be? I mean, uh, I I just need to, the outcomes are as expected, and the outcomes are manageable. Uh, yeah, because a lot of disappointment, a lot of spent dollars for no reason is, is not good. What I was saying was um, that I really think that 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 companies should um, at least uh, look into the help that in this case NetApp is bringing to the table in having a overall look into where is my data, um, what can I do with it, and how can it um, give me the outcome I wish. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'll follow up on that. It's like exactly look at the outcome and then pause, look at the steps it took to get to there. And can you repeat that with a different scenario and then rinse and repeat again, because you're going to have to have that resiliency in your solution to deliver your outcomes uh, repeatedly at every location. And there's going to be some differences, but make sure that the, the, the end part is what you want. Because we all know walking in and ordering a pie, we wanted to taste like a pie, right? So, or cake, your choice. <laughs> I don't want my pie to taste like a cake. That's exactly. <laughs> <clears throat>
yeah, I, I think you both touched on such a, a great point. And I think for, for me, it's finding the right partner who can help you across that journey, across the, the whole way, whether you are, you know, one step into it or you've done it a couple of times and you want to make it more efficient and repeatable, find the right partners and, um, you know, work on those, work with them to deliver these, these outcomes, to get to these outcomes for your business. Absolutely. Um, and check out Blue XP. It's it's fun. It's amazing. It's easy to get started and it's free. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I do think so. I, I think that there are tools like Blue XP by NetApp, which are <clears throat> designed to make your life easier in that journey. And, and definitely um, they're easier and easier to try out. So. Well, thanks a lot. And, and thanks for this discussion today. It's, it's been great speaking with y'all. It's great to see you all. Um, I'm so glad that you could join us here today. Um, before we go, uh, where can we connect with you? Uh, where can we find you on the internets? Uh, Ariane, where, where can we find you these days? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Ariane Tim. Um, you can find me at techonplugio slash blog. And as well as uh, we do things with Gigaom. So we write stuff there. You can find me on Twitter. I'm a digital underscore Kung Fu. It's an old handle I've had. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I, I, I welcome any type of discussion and any type of problem I, I love to help people solve. So let me know. I am on Twitter at, at Phoebe Go. Um, I'm on all of the social networks, um, but probably most active on Twitter and LinkedIn. And yeah, like Vung, I love a good conversation. Um, and also because I'm at NetApp, you can you can email me at my NetApp email address, phoebe.go at netapp.com, or you can check out our website, which is, um, well, netapp.com, uh, and you can try BlueXP at bluexp.netapp.com. So these are all great, great places to go. Uh, and always ping me if you've got anything to talk about. Excellent. And um, as for me, I'm uh, S. Poskett on most social media networks. Uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter, uh, on Mastodon, as techfieldday.net. Um, also, I will point out that uh, NetApp has presented a lot on these topics at uh, Tech Field Day events. So if you just use your favorite search engine and look for Field Day and NetApp, you'll find a lot of uh, great presentations from uh, 2022 and before uh, focusing on all of the things that we've been talking about here today. If you enjoyed this discussion, please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You'll find us in your favorite podcast application. And while you're there, give us a rating or review and uh, maybe send us some feedback as well. This show was brought to you by NetApp, as well as by gishtaltit.com, your home for IT coverage from across the enterprise. For show notes and more episodes, go to gishtaltit.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.